Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Breaking Stones podcast. I'm your host, Mike Wolf. Back again, we're going to try and get it right this week. Last week, things did not go according to plan as we recorded our uh, our show. And um, so we're back doing the exact same show again, which is, uh, all right, maybe get a second chance at it. But um, happy Super Bowl Sunday to everyone out there. Bengals versus the Rams uh, later on today, usually Monday, uh, a less productive day. Although Valentine's Day, so we'll see what that does to everyone. Uh, a lot of uh, interesting comments online about that. But welcome to the show this week. We're going to go over the uh, the stone veneer process and how it's made. And this is an interesting topic for a few reasons. One, um, when we started doing facility tours a few years ago at this point, which is hard to believe, but we stopped them after uh, after COVID took over, and uh, you know there were less people coming into the building, so. We started doing these facility tours, and in these facility tours, we started to understand that people truly are not aware of the process itself and what goes into the process. And even customers that we have worked with for a very long time, um, you know, these customers, yes, they've seen our posts online, they've um, they've heard about what we do, right? They buy our material. It's very interesting, but until they come here and see it firsthand, they don't fully grasp the process. And we now do a CEU course on this, uh, sponsored or in conjunction with the Natural Stone Institute, which is very interesting. So we came to find out that it's a, it's a good topic and something that people are interested in and don't fully understand, right? When they think stone veneer, they may think of the, um, the faux stone or the manufactured stone. We're talking about the natural stone side. And there's a lot of differences between the two, but fundamentally from the manufacturing side, the real stone, the natural stone, you're bringing material in, you're sourcing it, and what you're doing is breaking it down, right? The traditional manufacturing process, one that everyone thinks of, is the assembly. You bring in different components, different parts, you bring them to one centralized location, they go through a process, and they're assembled throughout that process. Our process is different, right? We're bringing in big parts, big pieces of stone, um, and our job is to break them down into smaller ones. And, uh, and then from there, um, you know, minimize waste, minimize uh, the, uh, the time, still get big pieces and go through that process. So a little bit different than what most people are used to. So it is a fascinating process. And really we, we break it down into five steps. There's a lot of little steps in between, um, which, uh, which contribute to our success, right? And, a quote that I heard recently on a um, on a podcast: uh, "The relentless execution of the boring basics is what creates success." And certainly, a very interesting um, an interesting quote, and very true to what we do. And that was on the Growth Whispers podcast with Brad uh, Giles and Kevin Lawrence. Um, but you know, when we look at what we do, it's it's the repetitive process, the relentless execution of the boring basics, where our team is literally splitting stone, literally cutting stone, palletizing and trying to make it the same. Uh, you know, there's variation in natural stone, but day in and day out, it's how do we create that consistency to to build something that our customers can rely on and create that success. So uh, for us, that's um, that's what we do. And so I do have a, a video on our YouTube channel that I'm going to show, which um, which will probably give a good idea uh, but really the, the five steps that we break them down to on our side is sourcing the material, 
cubing the material, meaning we're breaking down the material into, uh, into manageable pieces. Then we're shaping the material, cutting and palletizing the material, and then wrapping the material and shipping the material. So it seems pretty basic, right? Until you're in it, until you're in the thick of it, uh, then it becomes very different. And this is again on, on the real stone veneer side. And it's our process at Delgado Stone, not necessarily the same process everywhere, right? Some places have their own quarries, they get to pick the premium block. You know, we have we have a quarry, um, but we also source from other quarries. So, you know, there's a lot of variables that go into this, but ultimately we're looking at how is stone veneer made from uh, from earth to um, to the time it arrives on site and goes on to the onto the job, whatever it's being used for. And then the pictures you see on Instagram, Facebook, all over social media, um, you know, what does that process look like? And so for us, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. And so we'll show, we'll, you know, show off this video here. Um, for those of you who have video and, and can see it, uh, you'll, you'll be able to, but we'll, um, we'll get it on YouTube as well. Uh, it, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Um, So talks, this is a video that we created in 2019. So different, few things have changed, but really harvesting the material, sourcing the material, whether it's from quarries or, or otherwise, um, for us, it's throughout the Northeast uh, and um, throughout the Northeast and uh, you know, various other, um, primarily Northeast, within 100, 190 something miles, about 200 miles. So that's the maximum. So for us, it's very much a local thing, right? And and uh, we bring it into our facility in Brookfield in the raw material form, whether it's veneer or rounds, but a lot of it comes in as slabs and that's gonna be our focal point. If you're watching the video, you can see how the slab is actually delivered and hard to capture what we do in a, you know, in a two minute video here or almost three minute video, but we do a pretty good job of it. Um, you know, bringing that material and bringing the slab and breaking it down into the, uh, from the slab into the cubing process on our big splitter, which can apply up to 600 tons of hydraulic pressure, um, which is a good amount. Then it goes to our smaller guillotines where these guys are responsible uh, for shaping the material into the pattern or pattern. And then whether it's full bed or thin stone, they take care of the thickness, uh, again, to help minimize waste, right? And, um, and be more efficient. The more efficient we are, the better material is, the, the more we can control costs. Um, you know, if you're looking at the video, you can see the guys palletizing it. And uh, I can tell you as someone who's operated every piece of equipment um, that, uh, that we have, no matter how easy it looks, um, it is, <laughs> palletizing is one of those things that it, it's a skill, right? The more you do it, the, the better you become at it. Uh, the guys give me a hard time on the saws because I am not good at palletizing, just like I'm not good at puzzles, but you're taking it through that entire process and um, from start to finish. So Again, seeing that video there probably gives you a, a pretty good idea for those of you who can see it um, and the different products that come along with it. But ultimately what we're looking at is, um, is that material and that process of, uh, of taking, taking the material, harvesting from the earth. Um, when we say harvested, we're typically referring to field zone, which would be like our old New England wall, uh, our old New England rounds. Um, Pennsylvania field zone, which we call field zone dark. So all of those things are typically referred to as harvested 
uh, they go out, companies go out. We work with the same few companies. Um, they have contracts to clear uh, to clear land for whatever the owner is going to use, and then we go from there. And um, and we help with that. Uh, you know, we take that material so it doesn't go to waste, and we get to reuse it. And that's some of what um, what you see on a day to day basis uh, in terms of the the veneer that comes out there. So looking back at it, sourcing that material, quarries, fieldstone, harvested, uh, we bring it in, we cube it, break it down. And then from there, it's gonna go to the smaller guillotines. Um, you know, the smaller guillotines are very much hand-on. These guys are responsible for uh, for creating the pattern, minimizing waste, and, um, and then the thickness, right? If it's gonna be full bed, uh, full bed depth, we're looking at getting it to around four to six inches, three to five inches in that range. Uh, if it's going to be thin stone, they're looking to get it closer to the three or four inch range. It's going to be cut on the saw. We want to minimize the waste. And then also when they're splitting and, and creating corner pieces, uh, that's a whole different, um, whole different art. And, uh, you know, again, it's going to vary where you are. Some, some splitters, some small guillotines have arms that move, uh, move the stone. Our guys actually do it by hand and they put together approximately uh, 12 to 15 tons of usable stone a day. And, you know, that's an eight and a half hour shift we're looking at. So you can imagine these guys are moving a lot of material by hand. It's really impressive what they do. They have to know it. You can see some on our YouTube page on TikTok and Instagram, a better understanding of how these guys operate and how they, they split the material. Uh, you know, from there, they're shaping it, right? The five patterns that everyone's familiar with. And I'm going to leave rounds out of this because rounds, we don't split. We, we harvest and then they go right onto the saws, but you're looking at the um, at mosaic, ledge, ashlar, strip, and square and rec. And probably square and rec, mosaic, and uh, and uh, sorry, ledge stone would be the most common. Um, but again, you're, you're, it depends where you are geographically. And uh, again, we refer to things one way. We found out as we moved into other regions throughout the country, uh, they what they call strip, we might call something different. I think we call it ledge. Out west, they call it um, they call it strip, and vice versa. So, pretty interesting as you get into that. From there, the guy splitting it on the smaller guillotines. Now it's going to either go to the saws when we're looking at the thin veneer uh, or corners, and then the palletizers and um, and pallets if it's going to be full bed. So you know the the process at that point, everything's the same up until that point, and then that's where it deviates and. Uh, we operate six thin veneer saws. Uh, two of them have the ability uh, with uh, we call dual arbor. They can cut corners in one pass, um, but we can also convert them to thin stone. So uh, on our end, our director of operations, Tyler, is responsible for creating the production plan uh, based on orders and, um, and what we need to see go out. And then we have our team down on the floor, uh, Ernesto, our production manager, and, um, and the team that he works with to help uh, execute that process and get things out in, in the most efficient manner possible. Um, so again, going to the palletizers, not an easy job and really none of what our guys do is easy, right? All of it's very labor intensive, picking up the material, putting it on the pallet, making sure it's in spec. Um, and then once that's done, taking the material that's not in spec and moving it to uh, either to a pallet or to a bulk area where then it can be used for thin stone because it doesn't meet the full bed spec. So controlling that waste, understanding what's good for full bed, what's good for thin stone, 
um, and how we can how we can best use our products to uh, to help be efficient on our end and um, and provide competitive pricing to our dealers so that they can be competitive in the marketplace, but also consistent. And that's important. So, uh, again, looking at sourcing the material, bringing it to Brookfield, uh, Connecticut, where our facility is, breaking it down um, on the big splitter, what we call cubing, and then going into the uh, the small guillotines where it's going to be shaped, and then from there. Uh, it goes to the palletizers or to the thin veneer saws where it'll be cut into thin stone or corners. And then it's wrapped, labeled, and, um, and shipped. So, you know, we, we break that down into a five-step process, but there's so much in between. There's, there's, uh, there's quality control. Um, there's our loader operator, uh, Dave, who's moving material, loading each machine, communicating with our production manager, who's checking orders off, checking off uh, the process. You know, we're, we invest a lot in our technology where um, where the guys can see, the production team can see what they have next, what they're cutting, how much they're cutting. So that visibility, that transparency allows them to know how much more stone they need. It reduces some of the duplicate work. But again, that's that's our process, not something that everyone's gonna do, right? So um, you know that that's our understanding of it and, and how we look to improve. Uh, but the the process itself is is very different. And like I said, you're breaking stuff down and, and people always think, well, there's so much waste. And truthfully, there is. There, <laughs> there's a significant amount of what we would call um, waste, right? We have the splitters are cutting a main product and there's a byproduct that we're gonna mix in and use later on. And then there's a, uh, a waste product that goes out. We're fortunate to be in an industry where all of the waste gets recycled. So what that means is um, once or a couple of times a week, company comes in, uh, picks up the, um, what we call waste, our trash piles of stone and uh, remnants. They take it to their facility where they crush it and then they resell it as, um, as decorative gravel or trap rock or whatever, you know, depending upon where you are, what you call it. So um, in terms of sustainability and being economically friendly, right, you're bringing the material, material in from a, um, from, you know, within 150 miles. And then in terms of waste, uh, it's being crushed. And so there's very, very little waste we're using. Um, <laughs> by the end, in terms of recycling, you're using somewhere probably of like 96% of, of what you bring in, which is pretty good. It could probably be higher than that. So then higher than that, I'm gonna say 96%. I just kind of shooting from the hip a little bit, but we're um, you know very aware. Same thing on the water, you're recycling water. and. Uh, so a lot of it is is reusing what you have and um, and making sure that it runs that way. Very different from the traditional assembly process of say the um, manufactured stone or cultured stone or faux stone, whatever you call it, or really any other manufactured process where you're bringing in the the components, the cement, the coloring, uh, the sand, and then putting it all together. Um, and putting you know putting that those chemicals and whatever else goes into it into that process and then from there they're taking it and um and producing the same thing repetitively over and over again the natural stone side we have that color variation no two pieces are the same they're going to split differently on on the big splitter and then the small splitters uh, small guillotines and then this uh you know the saws sometimes you have breakage some so there's different things different components uh which makes understanding and controlling costs um, can be difficult on our end. So a lot of data, as you might imagine. 
but for us, it, it's things that we do every day, day in and day out. And we find it fascinating. Some of the stuff that, you know, we post online, uh, we posted, uh, a video on TikTok of our, um, of our big splitter breaking some stone. And then of one of our guys splitting stone, um, on his smaller splitter. And these things get 20 million views, 10 million views. And we're like, wow. But then we put up some, you know, completed project beautiful that we're like oh this is awesome we take time we do some editing and put it up there and it gets like 200 views i'm like what the heck but it's the stuff that we do every day breaking down these large rocks these you know half ton to one ton rocks and uh and creating the products that we do out of this where a lot of people don't see what's behind the screen they see the finished product and they understand wow this is beautiful look it's amazing um but don't know what goes in behind it Pretty exciting. We have the video again on our YouTube page. You can check it out. We'll share the link. Um, it's also on our on our website if you're interested. If you're an architect or uh, need some CEU credits, you can check that out for us. Um, and uh, and that gives the opportunity uh, for you to to uh, learn a little bit more in detail. Uh, it's about an hour long, forty five minute presentation. Get some CEU credits, some education. So that's the um, that's it. That is. And I'm hoping this worked, I'm hoping this publishes this time because I don't wanna give this one a third time. Uh, although I will be giving the facility tour uh, virtual CEU credit event this week. So I'm pretty excited about that. And um, yeah, showing off what we do, how we do it, educating one is a lot of fun for us. Um, and uh, we're, we're excited. Can't believe it's already the middle of, uh, middle of February. Those of you who are tuning in, enjoy the Super Bowl. Can't believe the, uh, Cincinnati Bengals are playing, but you know it's been a strange couple of years. So who knows? Uh, hope you enjoyed the uh, the process, listening, understanding how stone veneer is made, and uh, and we'll be back soon.